tonight. Poetry night rings through. Uh, what am I? I've known Alyssa Ball ever since she was this big. What about there? What about? Um, one of my favorite things about having people come back to our stage after being gone for any length of time is that I get to reveal something about them that has impacted my life. And I get to do it publicly, and because I think that everyone should always be acknowledged, and it's cool if you have a PA to do it. Um, so just a side note to you, Alyssa, I would, I would very much like to describe myself as a feminist. I have not come by it easy. Um, regarding, uh, refer to my previous thing about how I'm always getting called out, so I always feel good. All right, so um, I feel great. Uh, the first time I was ever sent to the internet to look up the word patriarchy <laughs> was after listening to an Alyssa Ball poem. <laughs> which, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I still go to Wikipedia a lot, you know, just in general, just in my life, like, what the fuck does that mean? And, you know, whatever. Um, but, but rarely has, uh, someone sent me, uh, to, uh, on a quest that was so rewarding. Um, and, and for that, I thank you. Uh, I still can't watch the Lion King. Um, cause it's bullshit. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Alyssa Ball to our stage. Hello. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, thank you for coming out to indoors on a day like this. My name is Elisa Ball. Um, if I could ask the, my performance not be video recorded, that would be great. Um, let's get started. Yes, sure. Photographs are cool. Okay. Thank you for asking. So I put out a book th on the 4th of July uh, from Blue Begonia Press, and that's exciting. It's a, it's a life goal. Um, all the poems in this book are about love, and that's what I'm here to talk about. This is called The Carpet. The bed is soft and reeks of dryer sheets. The carpet is shaggy, cheap, and webbed with loose hairs, so thud us onto it. I choose the floor, claw off my bra with dumbstruck fingers that can hardly believe this is finally happening. Ring my nipples like bell clappers. Cover my matte teeth with gloss slickness till our breath turns to kettle music. What would the Christian right think of the way... You sink your fingers into me the way I accept their width quivering. Come on in. I'm beyond warm. 
<laughs> so that's what I'm about in a nutshell is uh, sex positive feminism. And it's so fucking sad that you have to include like sex positive in the word feminism because everyone thinks like, oh, feminism, you hate men and you like hate sex, right? <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this is called This Loneliness. This loneliness, you're suffering. Make it louder, sloppier, plug into the amp of self-loathing and strangle its knob up to ten. Consider Lisa Simpson, her isolating intellectualism. Recall how each day she rises wholly alone. B, her sobbing saxophone, bouncing blue notes off Springfield's brick alleyways. Make your screams the prairie fire that clears old growth from your throat. Burn blacker. Let your lack grow permanent teeth and gnash those whites at the gods who made billions of mortals yet left you alone to slurp soup on a weekend night? Especially damn that couple on bikes pretending to be friends when there's nothing platonic about a bike ride ever. <laughs> dry spell of yours has reached hallucinatory levels. Embrace the visuals. Spiral inward till you're coiled like a pill bug, a nautilus, a fetus, till you vomit new constellations onto strangers' carpets. Oh, don't stop your opera yet. The pen that draws the spiral of this loneliness never lifts from the page. Why haven't you spontaneously human combusted by now? Self-imploded into an ashy, unsolved mysteries episode already. Be that clutch of notes Lisa's saxophone spits over and over as if practicing for death. This loneliness is the happy couple's bicycle chain crunching toward infinity. This loneliness will last forever, you think. And this loneliness responds by lasting forever. a tiny baby poem. This is book. What's that? From, From the book. new book. Tiny baby poem. Uh, on the bicycle metaphor page. This is called Just Friends Blues. We walk our bikes down the sidewalk, side by side, when we could easily just hop on and ride. <laughs> We've been there. We've been, we've been walking our bikes. All right, Bellingham. This takes place in Bellingham, which is why I'd like to read it here. It's called Invisible Chemicals. Our backs press against the glass of a closed Mexican restaurant. Any stranger would assume we're together, but I'm not allowed to hold your hand. We sit side by side, as if expecting a bus. All else off limits, I ask to smell the scruff of your neck, just once. I'm surprised when you let me. I huff your cigarette and sweat scent as if the stink were myrrh, my tiny tiding over. Pheromones strong-arm my self-control. On the way up, my lips brush your earlobe. 
It's not your fault your body releases invisible chemicals. It's not my fault my body magnets toward. But there's the proper thing and decorum and my boyfriend to consider. <laughs> Spring is turning every plant around us to petals in lust. Let's blame that. Pretend this whole hour never grew. Uh, thank you, Poetry Night, for having me up here. You, you cultivated the little, the little seed germ of me when I was a little poet, and I owe a lot to y'all. You're so accepting here. Thank you all for coming out. Um, who's seen the Steven Spielberg adaptation of Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park? Who's seen Jurassic Park? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is called Jurassic Park Love Poem. The water drop that trickles down the back of Dr. Ellie Sattler's palm, her fine blonde hairs zigzagging its path into chaos. This is how I'm starting to love you. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Things could get weird. Oh, oops. Did I say love first? And too soon? And ripple the water in your cup? I know you think the word love should be unutterable. Like how some Jews spell God Olis, but what good is a love locked up in hard amber? I am soaked in fresh sap for you. You make my stomach the green gelatin on Lex's trembling spoon. I am alive. I am nowhere near extinct, and I am telling you, I have settled for a diet of goat meat for too many eons. You are my buffet table in the middle of a perilous jungle, and I would happily plunge my right arm into your largest pile of dung, your worst shit, your grossest neuroses, grope up to my armpit and your baggage to, to grasp for a clue to the scientific mystery of you. And I'll admit, I'm scared too. My heart is fully dilated. I can hear a rescue chopper hovering above us, and I'm not certain in which direction we should head, but if we hesitate here any longer, some large carnivore will surely devour one of us. Thank you. We've all been there, right? Like, do it. Don't do it. But I can't be right here. Just do it. Um... Is anyone in love right now? Good. Okay. Is anyone crushed and broken hearted right now? Always. Good. I'm <laughs> reading to the right crowd. Um, this section of the book that I'm about to read from gets into the like other kinds of love that aren't necessarily romantic, but more of like universal love. Um, this is a true story. It's called Ruby-Throated. He doesn't see me. I'm eight inches beside him on this bench, eyes obscured by sunglasses. I've been crying on my walk home from work. I'm going to lose my job because of my brain, basically. 
Because of a lot of things. I, I don't know which step is next. I'm Val Kilmer at the Willow Crossroads, suspended in a crow's cage, swinging. He is a ruby-throated hummingbird who came to drink from the fountain I use to cover my sobs. I cry on the sidewalk a lot. This is part of the reason I'm going to lose my job. But not the whole reason. These worries cease, though, when all of a sudden, there he is, his long, dark tongue drawing in the water he needs. We're sharing this fountain at what feels like the end of the world. His magentas are not even feathered, but smooth, splash light across my face like bike reflectors. He's a drag queen sequined blouse, a proud prom dress, a glint of fish yet in the air, our eye blacks lock. He looks right at me. Can he really not see me? I think he can. I'm pretty damn certain he knows all about my willow crossroads and my sidewalk crying, suspect he's doing this water drinking dance just for me. The way he flirts, figure eights with the wind, each emerald wing beat squealing, come on, let's do this joy thing. <laughs> this is the closest I've ever come to God. I keep my shades on until he flies off toward a bolt of newly cracked sun in the gray sky. I also just want to say, you're a really great crowd for doing uh, stuff that treads on the like, ooh, is this too spiritual for Capitol Hill in Seattle? <laughs> like, is this going to get too real? They can't handle it and everyone will just clear their throat? You can always handle the realness, so thank you. <laughs> okay. And on that note, this <laughs> is... Do you all know about that literary device when there's a, a JC character? It's supposed to resemble Christ? In some way, no. Yeah. <laughs> like John Coffey from Stephen King's The Green Mile, he's a JC character. John Connor from Terminator Two. Neo. <laughs> exactly. Okay, thank you. So this is called JC character. I'm not interested in the manicured parts of the part. Show me the berry brambles. Curling like spike-studded pubic hair, root dirt littered with empty 40s and parliament butts. Take me to the scrappiest gardens. The pea patch accidentally poisoned with Roundup where no new green will grow. Guide me toward the grackles who gossip about a cache of rancid ham. Take me to the rats. I am not interested in the pair of monogamous swans gliding across the backhoed pond. Where is the scuzziest body of water? The lake teeming with goose shit and swimmer's itch. Let me do my light work there. Oh, a large gathering of juggalos, you say? I say those kids need my rose quartz most. Lead me that away. <laughs> This is called Status Update. I wrote it for uh, Lady Fest Bellingham in like 2010. <laughs> is that going on this year? 
Ladyfest? Okay. Well, it's it was it has a special spot in my heart. And we're all familiar with the language of like social media, Facebook, right? There's a status update. Okay. This is about sexuality. Status update. Elissa Ball will never again deny her tongue, honey. Sorry, nail-biting ancestors with your Bible belts whipping. Talk to my sticky fingers. <laughs> Have you heard the good news? Judgments jump only to my knees now. All guilt trips have one-way tickets. Sorry, Sister Marys. Sorry, selfless, bread-baking good people of worry in your white cotton briefs. This one dunks her wooden dipper into the freshest of tree crotches and rustles honeycomb till slow gold comes tumbling out. Alyssa Ball is prepared to pull pleasure from this world like a magician fingering silk scarves, exposing one brilliant color after another. Make room, make way, lay out the scarlet carpet, burn every dictionary containing the word strumpet. Here comes the loudest honey known to be. <laughs> <laughs> It's really sad that in an age where, you know, Rush Limbaugh calls women sluts for advocating for birth control, we still need, yeah, we still need those poems. It's sad. I can't wait to be post-feminist. <laughs> not holding my breath. Um, you're a great audience. This is called Beach Bodies. The wild hairs that comma your inner thighs have held counsel and agree you are perfect <laughs> just like everybody else on this beach every clogged pore and split end of you every ingrown toenail and torn cuticle every black head and white even the vaginal secretion seeping through your bikini bottom especially the vaginal secretion <laughs> that waxing waning frosting on the birthday cake that is you take off your shirt live a little let the water lick you clean. This planet has bigger worries than the perceived knobbiness of some human knees. Unroll your towel. Stay a while. Thank you. After, when I was unemployed last summer, I spent a lot of time on the beach in Seattle. So I got to, I got to chill. Take a look around the bodies. And then I, I got a new job after I got employed, just so you know. It's an awesome job. Um, <laughs> I'm nervous. This is a tiny one. It's called Crush Poem. You say, I'll be right out of your hair. But what if I want you in my hair? <laughs> Do <laughs> uh, this is called wish list. Kiss my deficiencies, fondle my flaws, cup my shortcomings, lick my lack, massage my worst self, penetrate my imperfections till they glitter like mica.
just have about five more minutes worth of poems, and then we'll go on to Act Two. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is called Matador. Um, the epigraph is for all mental health warriors. Pivot your sequins into a flash of light. Blind the bowl in bright bursts. This hoofed one's wising up to your usual moves. Add a red flag to your dance. Keep the beast's snorts far from your face. Distract the bowl for as long as your slipper leather lasts. And when you've run out of tricks in your book, pull down a new book. Smack his hard, smack his wet nose with its hard cover. To outlast is your sole task in this wobbly ring, which you've worn since 13 when your poles begin to shift and split you up the middle, causing men in white cotton to sprinkle pills over the rips. Matador, in black velvet, sweating satin, here's the metallic lining of your perilous calling. You can do things those stuck in the stands cannot. You know secret wrist flicks to glide away from danger. Only you get to lick hot blood from freshly severed ears at the end of each one match. As a matador, as a warrior, matador, you are pretty badass. Yet some nights, under blue humming lights, you catch the glint of truth in your bull's eye. He is always stronger than you, always more deadly. You're just better at leaping out of harm's way. You've seen matches end in rib cages, halved, intestines unraveled and mixed with mud. So be humble for a beat. Then ready your sword and stuff that stiff metal into the beast's neck till he stumbles, goes limp. The gates are waiting to cough up a new bull on a new night. But you'll tackle that jabberwock too when he comes crashing. One, two, one, two, and through, and through. You'll thoroughly murder him. This kind of killing is an act of love for yourself. And for every matador before you who lacked your luck, Every fighter plucked from the ring, from the earth, from their own private fight, impaled by the blunt force of a sharp horn that no one else saw coming. Matador, you are alive. Now fight like it. Thank you, Bellingham, for making me feel safe to read that poem. Yeah. That's how you do it up here. This is my last uh, piece. It's called Morrissey Poem. Uh, who is familiar with the Smiths? Yeah, yeah! Cool! Okay, so we got a sad, weird crowd tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> well, we're warming it up for him then. Morrissey's the lead singer of the Smiths, um, for all of you who are not familiar. This piece incorporates some Smith's lyrics, so if you know, you'll, your ears will cry. <laughs> he of slim wrists and knifed twists begs, croons a question that bears unburying. If you're so very clever, then why are you on your own tonight? Well, Morrissey, 
I'm on my own tonight, observing six of my friends peel into three unique couplings, leaving me at the table alone to thumb a karaoke book with no intentions of singing, because maybe it's my time to suffer. Small pleasures under my own fingertips for a while. My time to asterisk my limbs across my bed without negotiating space. Maybe the universe has hatched a plan for my night in which I coast downhill by bike and watch the last of the swallows and the first of the bats feed on lake insects as I sit in still warm sand pondering what it all means. The big it. And just maybe by tomorrow evening some human's lips will make contact with my human lips. But not tonight. Tonight is for slipping into sweatpants and folding laundry while re-watching Anne of Green Gables. There will be time for being miserable with someone else soon enough. This evening is for flexing my choosy as I want to be, never settle for less than superior quality companionship muscles. You slack-armed brooder, Morrissey! There is so much company I keep that doesn't involve disheveled bedsheets, and I refuse to believe that I just haven't earned it yet, baby. Sometimes the word single sounds like a synonym for lacking. And frankly, I'm exhausted from burying that checkbox's shame. I am a small, flawed gem, but I am not unworthy of hot breath on the back of my neck. I am not unlovable. I am not half a person. I'm whole. I'm more than whole. I'm doubled over like my bed, which could never count as cold so long as I shiver little earthquakes under its quilts. Morrissey, gossamer threads of genuine caring crochet me to every person I know, plus to the billions I don't. Not to mention to all the flora and fauna on Earth and to the stars, comets, and planets that spin elliptical orbits around my solitary body. I may stand on my own, and I may leave on my own, but when I go home to climb into an empty bed, I am a sprightly corgi, cursed through the rain. I sweat joy. I soak up moonlight. I am the sun. I am the air, just like you tonight. Thank you very That is Alyssa Ball. Give her one more hand. With that, we're going to take a short break. Oh, Poetry Night, I have so much to share with you. 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 You'll be all glowing and warm and fuzzy. Some people like you. The acne clears up. Awesome. That's badass. Oh, what? Let's rewind that one. We're a bunch of sexy bitches, each and every one of us.
Thank you.